We're going to be in uh, Matthew chapter 5. share with you that uh, this week we got a, a lesson from our mail out, mailed back to us, a request for another lesson from someone named, their first initial is G, I don't know exactly what their name is, G Andrews from Togiak, Alaska. And so pray for them or her or him and we'll be following up on that. As you know, we've been looking at the commandments that the Lord personally spoke when he was upon the earth for the three and a half years of his ministry. And we're doing that because the, the very last commandment that he gave us was to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you found in what we call the Great Commission. And so... Though there's many other imperatives and commands throughout the New Testament, we're particularly noting those that the Lord spoke. And today's uh, imperative command, that's kind of a tautology, saying something twice, but imperative means it's a command, is concerning our mouths. And uh, it'd do us good to pay special attention every time it mentions our mouths. <laughs> uh, James has a lot to say about our mouths, if I ever. And uh, uh, I've found that uh, my mouth gets me into trouble quite a bit. In verse 33, again, Ye have heard that it has been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thy oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. Now all that seems to be to us in 2022 uh, somewhat foolish and confusing, and we'll look at that as we progress. But here is our command. The words but let are in the imperative, and it's in, uh, it's in the present tense. In present tense in English and in Greek means right now, all the time. Right now and in the next minute that I'm to, I'm to be practicing this. And he says, what he says here, he says, but let, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. And so he's talking about our answer to our words, uh, the words that are spoken and our answers to 
request. Uh, one man said, let your character, your reputation for honesty, your word be so obviously true and undefiled and without duplicity that no man would think it necessary to put you under an oath because he suspects you're uh, being deceptive. Some words have a double meaning and some words can be interpreted in two different ways. But uh, when it comes to these, these words, yes and no, there's no double meaning. It's either yes or no. And uh, I find it kind of amusing every once in a while uh, up on the YouTube or some form of Facebook or something, you'll find a man, a senator by the name of Kennedy who is questioning some of Biden's candidates for different positions in the government and they have to go through uh, Kennedy's um, uh, committee and, <laughs> and he often says, it's a simple question, yes or no? And, <laughs> and they can't answer yes or no. They just run it around, just run around, run around, run around. And I think probably that could also be said for the Republicans, but definitely for the Democrats. And he's putting them on the spot and saying yes or no. And then he ends that, he ends his statement there, whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. And basically he's, he's saying that it's of the devil, that the evil here not only is you commit the evil, but the source of duplicity, the source of lying is at the feet of Satan himself. Look over in John chapter 8 and verse 44. John chapter 8 and verse 44. <clears throat> Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, scribes possibly. He says, ye, have, uh, ye are of your father the devil. And so he's speaking spiritually, not physically. And the lust of your and the lust and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And so when you and I lie, when you and I give an answer that is not clear, it is, it is satanic. It used to be in our nation that, uh, it seems to me anyway, that, that uh, when I grew up, uh, America was known for people who told the truth, and it was only third world countries that would speak lies. That was kind of, whether that was true or not, that was what was conveyed. But it was expected that w Americans, uh, citizens of the United States, I know all of the 
North America, as America, and South America, but uh, the citizen of the United States uh, were supposed to be people that would tell the truth. Now, go back there to chapter 5 again in Matthew. And what is all this stuff here about swearing by heaven, swearing by the earth, swearing by Jerusalem, swearing by your head? And all this seems to be kind of strange. Oaths and swearing. And actually, uh, in my ministry, I didn't really pay much attention to these things. Let's go over them and say, oh, that's something, but I don't know what they're doing. And, and, uh, and it's important we understand a little bit about it. The Bible talks much about the tongue. And we ought to, when it talks about the tongue, stop and master what it's saying. Because James says, if any man can control his tongue, the same man is a perfect man. We got any perfect people in here today? (laughs) I'm not standing up here. But we should strive for that. And the Holy Spirit can help us. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Look over in um, Matthew 12. We'll get to this swearing by Jerusalem pretty quick. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye speak evil? How can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, The mouth speaketh. And then in 15 and 18, similar wording in chapter 15 and 18 of Matthew. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. The man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defiles not a man. And so, I think there's a, we need to understand a little bit here, uh, and look at some words. Uh, There's something called a vow, and there's something that's called an oath. A vow is just a statement that you make. But an oath is a statement Plus, I don't know how to even word this. It's a it's a statement that uh, is strengthened. Uh, it's a statement that is is strengthened with this oath. It's, it's str- and uh, and uh, it's better for me to illustrate it. It's a statement plus. Okay, so here's the deal. I I uh, let's say that I'm. Uh, working for the Wood Brothers over here, and, and I say, I promise that I will sell you one cord of wood for $350. That's just a statement. It's a promise. 
I promised to sell you one quarter wood for $350. But to strengthen that, I would say, I promised that I would sell you one quarter wood for $350 with God as my witness. And so I call God into it. It's more than just a vow. It's more than just a promise, a statement. But I have to say, you know, I swear on the Bible or I, 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 I try to I strengthen that. Now, there's some controversy here. If you look there in verse 34, he says, But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. And he goes on and he, and he says, swear not at all. Now, what is that, and how far does that go? Uh, I go into the courtroom, and they bring out the Bible. I don't know if they even say this anymore. They said, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and uh, so help you God? The whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help thee God. And you say, I do. And so that's gone beyond just a, just a vow. It, it's put an oath because it's, God, it's called God into the witness of it. And here, the passage says, swear not at all. The Quakers refused to swear on anything, about anything. And in fact, uh, Charles Spurgeon said, whether in a court of law or out of a court of law, the rule is swear not at all. And so what should be our stance on this? What should be our position? Well, let's note some scripture. It seems as though God wasn't against taking an oath. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13. He says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. Deuteronomy 6 and 13. He tells us, you should, when you make a when you swear uh, into saying uh, you're going to perform something, swear by his name. And then look in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 20. Deuteronomy 10 and 20. He says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, so serve thy, and, and him shalt thou serve, and, do him, and to him shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. And look in Isaiah chapter 65. Isaiah chapter 65. And look in verse 16. That he who blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth, and he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hid from mine eyes. And so it seems that in the Old Testament there was uh, uh, an acceptance of, of taking an oath, of swearing. And so we're going to have to, you know, if God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, what does this mean here when it says in Matthew, swear not at all? We're here, uh, flip back again to Deuteronomy, and let's, I want you to see the seriousness of making a vow. In Deuteronomy chapter 19 and verse 11, 
According, oh, that's uh, 17, chapter 19 and verse 11. And if any man hate his neighbor, uh, that's not it either. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Leviticus. That's a long ways from Deuteronomy. Leviticus 19 and verse 11. Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. Uh, and then uh, uh, continue on. And ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shall thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. And so it accepts the fact that there's going to be swearing, but it's condemned that if you swear falsely. To do so, it says you're going to profane the name of God. Profane means you're going to desecrate his name. You're going to defile his name. David recognized the validity of oaths. He says in Psalms, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth him that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. And so, making a promise, giving an oath, is not necessarily condemned in the Bible. So when it says swear not at all, there's got to be some other idea. Now, I want you to turn to Hebrews 6 and 13. Hebrews 6 and 13. And you'll see that God himself swore. In the book of Hebrews, the sixth chapter, in the 13th verse, down to 16, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And so when you swear, you got to swear by somebody greater than yourself. And there's nobody greater than God. And so he swore by his own name, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiply I will multiply thee. And so after you have patiently endured, you obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them that end all strife. And so if there's a conflict and an oath is made, then uh, that's th that settles it. Uh, Paul took oaths. He said in Romans 1, for God is my witness. And so when he calls God into it, when you call God into it, then you're taking an oath. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. And so he's trying to let these Romans know that I'm always praying for you, and God is my witness. And so God is called into the mix to try to strengthen the fact of the truth that he's speaking. In Galatians 1, he said, Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. And so he said, listen, these things that I'm writing, God sees them, I'm calling God into this, that, that God knows, and, and, and I stand before God, and I lie not. Corinthians, he says, moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul, and to spare you I came not as yet to Corinth. And so 
the common denominator in all this is the name of God, a vow that spoken in his name became binding, uh, just as the law had commanded. And that's still true. Um, we, we say things, uh, I swear to God, I'm telling you the truth. Or so help me God. And when we say those things, we need to understand that uh, they're very powerful and they're very, very uh, accountable. I mean, just to go around saying, I swear to God, I'm telling you the truth. And it was taken very seriously. But what Jesus is going to get at here, why are you having to say that? Why are you having to call God's name in on it? Now, this vowing by, uh, by heaven and hell, I mean heaven and the earth in your own head. If you go over to uh, Matthew chapter 23, we have a little bit of discussion about this. In Matthew chapter 23, And verse 16, he says, Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. And so he, someone said, I swear by the temple that I'm telling you the truth, or I swear by the temple I will fulfill this contract. He said, he said uh, there's, there's nothing that's going to hold you to swearing by the temple. It's nothing. But who, but who shares to swear by the gold of the temple? He is a debtor. So if, it, if you swear by the gold that's in the temple and made the temple, that's much more powerful than just the temple, and that's going to hold you accountable. This is what people are saying. This is not, this is not God's directives, but this is what is happening. He says, you fools and blind, for whether it is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. It's just an altar. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is, whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. And whosoever shall say, swear by the altar, sweareth by it in all things thereon. And whosoever shall swear by the temple and sweareth by it by him that dwelleth therein, and he that shall swear by the heavens sweareth by the throne of God and by him that setteth thereupon. Warn to you, scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites. And he goes on on another topic. But what, if it was nothing to swear by the temple, but it was more binding to swear by the gold of the temple. So when I was a little boy, we'd be out playing, and there'd be different things come up, and, and, Someone would ask you a question or ask you to do something, and and you say you say, okay, I'll do it. And when you said okay, I do it, you put your hand behind your back and you cross your fingers. All of you that are older know that. You, you young guys probably don't know that. But you put your fingers and, say, and then later on they say, well, why didn't you do that? I, because I crossed my fingers. And when I cross my fingers, it counts. I don't have to tell the truth when I cross my fingers. 
And basically that's what was going on here, you know, swearing by the temple, swearing by the gift, of the, the gold in the temple. And it was all a way to, to uh, get, out of the, get out of the obligation. It was all a way to get around uh, telling the truth. But he says here, that your communication be yea, yea, or nay, nay, for whatever is more, there cometh evil. And so simply put, it ought to be yes or no. And uh, there's nothing that can be confused by yes or no. And here's the deal. I'm going to end re way early today, but uh, maybe not. I haven't checked my phone here. See if I can chase a couple of rabbits. Oh, we're going to end real early today. <laughs> but uh, yes or no. And so when somebody asks me, to do something, or ask me if this is really the price, or ask me something, and I say yes or no, but then I say, yes, I swear to God it's the right price. Yes, I swear to God I didn't do that. Or no, I, I swear to God I didn't do that. That is a, that is a sign, that is an indication that I can't be believed. Why would I need to do that? And the Lord said, the Lord is saying, cut all that junk out, you know? Be people who when you say yes, everybody knows it's yes. And when you say no, everybody knows, knows it's no. And besides that, it gets us out of a lot of, a lot of problems. When our kids say, can we go, you know, to Alaska land today? Well, I'll think about it. If we're not careful, that's going to cause frustration. To say no. Or say, at the moment, no. Or say, yes, we're going. We like to procrastinate. And we like to push it, you know, kick the can on down the road. Kick the can on down the road. And there is a time to, to uh, delay making a decision until you get all the facts. But let's just be honest. <laughs> we like to kick the can down the road because we don't like to pull the trigger. Because some people don't appreciate yes. And some people don't appreciate no, especially. But nevertheless, the Lord's saying, listen, be clear about who you are and what you are. And speak plainly. And say yes or no. And so we're brought to a crisis of uh, what are we going to do 
Look over in the Psalms 15. Recorded part of this. Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up reproach against his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. Will you uh, agree to sell this item for a certain amount? And then you go online and Google it and you find out it's worth 10 times what you're selling it for. Oops. But you swore to do it. You promised to do it. You see, something's more important than um, gaining advantage financially. And that is uh, for people to know that you claim to be God's child. You claim to be the son of God or the daughter of God. You claim to be in the family of God. And you're not going to lie and reflect upon your father. Even in a personal sense, there were certain people in the little town I grew up in, you knew they were liars. Their parents were liars, and they were liars. And for me to tell a lie directly reflected upon me and my parents. And so I know that Sometimes we want to be people pleasers. We don't want to say no. And we can say, give me some time to think about it, and that's one thing. But a direct answer needs to be given. And if, it, if the answer is no, then we shouldn't leave hope in people's mind that it could be yes. And so Jesus is just simply saying here, you know, for us to have to say an oath, if God is my witness, you know, I'll do this, then there's something wrong with our character. And they said, live the life where yes means yes, and no means no, and uh, that settles it. This idea of I swear to God I'll do it, and so help me God, I'll take care of that. 
not only brings question upon our credibility, but it is to take the name of the Lord our God in vain. The third commandment, verse 9. We need to be careful what we do with God's name. And then he ends the statement with, for whatever is more than this is evil. It's from the evil one. And we may find ourselves someday trying to build up our promise or our statement and our credibility and our testimony by using the Lord's name, calling him into the question, calling him into the answer. And he's saying, you ought to live a life where what you say is credible. What you say is truthful. So no man or woman would question your integrity. But they wouldn't question if you're speaking the truth or not. If anyone should be known for telling the truth, it's the child of God. And so, yes or no? <laughs> and uh, that, that'll keep you out of a lot of problems. That'll keep you out of a lot of broken promises. Even sometimes when you intend to do it. You can always say no and then change when circumstances change. But let's not leave people with a hope that's not a reality. And let's just let no people that, if he said no, it means no. It doesn't mean maybe. It doesn't mean perhaps. That means no. And you can deal with no, <laughs> but I can't deal with perhaps very well. Perhaps. Well, where does that leave me? What am I supposed to do? If we're going to go to Alaska land, do I need to get my chores done early? Or what? Where does that leave me? Perhaps. Well, it leaves you uh, frustrated. And let's not practice that as parents. But let's not practice that among each other when we just say, no, I, I can't see myself doing that. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay? Now you've got time to uh, visit. <laughs> You're dismissed.